You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Can I interest you in a third-string point guard? Anybody? Anybody want one of those? Not a not a stud, not a legitimate second all-star to come in here with the Charlotte Hornets, but I got a third-string point guard for you. Mac attack. If we're at full strength. How about Shelvin Mack? Return of the Mac. Your newest addition to the Charlotte Hornets. The Mac is back. The double stack Mac attack. He's going to be back with the Charlotte Hornets. Now, this is not a move that I think anybody is com- particularly surprised about. We've heard some of his interest with the Charlotte Hornets and vice versa about them maybe actually going after him, I believe, maybe two years ago in the offseason, even maybe last offseason. I think there have been links before, but we all thought that they were going to go after something else in the trade deadline, at the trade deadline, or even in the buyout market, and they don't even go get him through the buyout market. It's just cleared off waivers, and they had an open roster spot. So now Shelvin Mack is a member of the Charlotte Hornets, and we'll talk about maybe some of the, I guess, hesitation that you have maybe with Tony Parker coming back so soon from injury if that is at all a worry about this also if he eats into Devontae Graham's minutes at all but a little bit of an interesting signing again you bring in some veteran point guard depth and that is the move that the Charlotte Hornets have made either either close to the deadline or thereafter also it's all-star week I'm excited bucket list for me that'll be really cool to go see the dunk contest to see the game at the spectrum center again we'll try to bring some coverage to you guys on patreon and a little bit to just everybody who listens to the podcast hopefully that'll benefit the pod here on the locked on podcast network so very excited about all-star weekend coming to charlotte this weekend February. you're going right you're covering yep. things for yes. espn 730 yep i will be i am going saturday night sunday night i'm going to skip bojangles madness that is going to happen over there where the rising stars celebrity game not going to be going to that but i will be going saturday dunk contest three-point contest and i'll be going sunday for the game i actually have to get to the airport on friday so it actually helps me tremendously that everything is gravitating towards bojangles and not towards uptown because i got to get out of uptown i is the airport going to be busy with people flying in on a Friday, though? I would imagine. Well, I feel it, but me, I'm leaving, so that helps. I so, think. so the arrival line is going to be huge. And yeah, yeah, the, I, but I think I'll, I'll probably be. be one of the few people leaving Charlotte for All Star Weekend. And we're giving you daily Hornets talk in your podcast feed. We need you to show your support by joining our Patreon page for as little as one dollar a month. You'll be supporting the content that you depend on. Go to Patreon.com/slash LOH. So you know Shelvin Mack plays for the Charlotte Hornets, Doug. But you've been gone. You've been in Italy for a week, so you've been blind to all of the other chaos that has happened at the deadline. A lot of trades. I believe all but four teams in the NBA, all but one team in the Eastern Conference, made a trade at the deadline. The Charlotte Hornets were the only team that did not in the Eastern Conference. But you were in Italy. Do you know everything that has gone on in the NBA? How caught up are you? I don't. I I really, I unplugged at probably the most inopportune time, but sometimes you have to. You have to take some time for yourself and re-energize yourself and and get ready for the rest of the season. And I just, I chose this time. Um, but no, I, do, I don't really know everything. I do know that the Hornets did not do anything. So I know right. yeah, I yes. know uh, what didn't happen. Yeah, you got the stick and we're poking the Hornets, asking them to do something. Now, how do you feel about that? That's what I don't know, because I also did not listen to the show. Well, two things. One, 
I was hoping you would say that because I thought it would be a lot of fun for you to act like a guy who had been absent from the NBA news landscape for a long time comes back to hear a whole bunch of different players I'd playing say, for a whole bunch of different teams. Yeah, good. throw them at me. Like, who does Marcus all play I'm, for I'm, now? I'm excited. Do you not know who Marcus all really plays don't. for? I really do you, don't. You, you, no, I'm telling you. Listen, to, I, no, no, I'm listen, fine. I, here's I'm the fine. thing. Here's the thing. Okay. I, I unplugged. No, I'm not even I mad. At I'm you. not I'm one of these people. I'm this. not one of these people who believe in like going on vacation, but then you dedicate 15 to 20 minutes uh, to uh, work. No, when I go on vacation, I am off the grid. Awesome. That's great. Marcus Hall plays for the Toronto Raptors. Whoa! Oh, Big time. North right? of the border. Yeah. Oh, we had a little bit of ourselves an arms race at the top of the Eastern Conference. Marcus Hall now playing for the Toronto Raptors. Jonas Valanciunas now plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, moly, moly. Milwaukee, Doug. They wanted it on the action. No, they look. Hold on, hold on. You, no, do not tell me the Milwaukee made a move. They are already stacked. In exchange for second round picks, Doug. And Stanley Johnson was traded to the Bucks. What? And then sent out again oh! for Nikola Miritich. Oh! Yes! Oh, you think we're done? One more team at the top. Philadelphia looks different. But, but, they, but, 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 but. they don't have Jimmy Butler. Not only Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler's on the sa- on the team. Still. Okay. Oh, my God. You, you My heart almost exploded. They still have Joel Embiid. Okay. They still have Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. They still have J.J. Redick. Yeah. But why don't you add Tobias Harris to that mix? Toby! Tobias Harris, Hornet killer, now in the Eastern Conference, once again, playing for the 76ers. Oh, but wait, where's Markel Fultz? I don't know. How about the next reclamation project for Steve Clifford? No way! Steve Clifford. No way! Bruce Kreitzer. Going to transform Markel Fultz once again and to the will. Husky I'm Markel. I'm confident in that. I'm oh. confident that Clifford and team are going to turn Markel Fultz into the next Kemba Walker. Uh, how many Marco Bellinelli jerseys did you see in Italy? Zero. <laughs> uh, that was the most surprising thing to me about Europe. Uh, it was my first time in Europe, by the way, and my first time, obviously, in Italy. But I expected I expected to see some NBA stands, and I went to I went to some small towns, but I also went to Milan. And nothing. There's an NBA store in Milan. No jerseys. I didn't see anyone repping Marco Gear. No uh, Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, right. No Gallo Gear either. No Gallo Gear either. I did see a picture of Marco Bellinelli as part of an NBA All Star ad, which I thought was interesting. (laughs) Uh, But they went with the the disrespect to Gallo. Like Gallinari was a fringe all-star this season. It was somebody that deserved votes. And if he would have got in, I don't think anybody would have had a huge problem over it. Maybe over some guys, but whatever. Gallinari is the all-star for Italy before Marco Bellinelli is the all-star for Italy. You still haven't told. How do you feel about the Hornets not making a move? I wanted to hear about your Italy plans. I wanted to inform you about everything that happened in the NBA, including Marcus Gasol going to Toronto. Okay. I was not a I'm fan. Shocked. I, I was not a fan of Mitch Kupchak not willing to part with a first round pick that was protected. Now there is a certain, and, and here's my take on it. Nada has flipped 180 degrees in the last couple of days. Flippity and so flip. there were listeners. Yeah, there was listeners coming, I think, to his defense saying, hey, I'm with you. I feel like Hornets fans, we just don't quite know what to do right now. So he was okay with not doing anything. At first he came and titled the show. 
Mitch fumbled the bag wow. and was angry that Mitch Kupchak didn't make a move here. But then at the end, at the next day, I should say, after we had 24 hours to really sit on the news that Marcus Gasol was not a Charlotte Hornet, I think he had come to, I guess, a little bit more of an understanding in what Mitch Kupchak was thinking. Look, here, flip. here's my take on it the entire time. I would have been fine. In fact, I would have preferred the Charlotte Hornets get rid of a first-round pick, maybe lighten the protection on it a little bit more, and it would have been a contract like Bismack Biombo. I feel like that was the contract that was going to be included. There were rumors that it would be maybe a Cody Zeller, an MKG, and a protected first-round pick. I think we saw Bismack Biombo was a guy that was very much so as a part of the conversation, but you had to match that salary. You know, b- Both teams wanted to go away from the luxury tax, so it was really tough to match all of these salaries and make it worthwhile for what the Grizzlies wanted. Here's my question. The Toronto Raptors, and the listeners have heard this a couple of times, the Toronto Raptors, they get back Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles. C.J. Miles is making $8.5 million on an expiring next season as soon as he opts into that player option, but he's a completely useless player, at least right now. He's having an awful year. DeLon Wright, to my surprise, 10 days older than Jonas Valanciunas, despite getting drafted a couple of years before, or after, I should say. Crazy, right? That's exactly thing. Ages are weird. Yeah, man. ages are weird, but 10 days older than what Jonas Valanciunas actually is. And so when people... Like what is time? And so people have said, DeLon Wright, at least they get a young asset. Well... No, he's DeLon owner. wrong. Yeah, you are DeLon wrong. And it's somebody that is on an expiring. So it's a restricted free agent. You, If you want him badly enough, then you're going to have to probably overpay for him. He's a nice guy, but he's not a stud. And Valentinus is out here making $17 million. The only value that I see for it is maybe flipping Valentinus at the in the offseason you know, for some kind of other picks that maybe you think you can get more value from that. But I never got it. I never got it. I would think even a first-round pick, however protected it was, I feel like that would have been more valuable. And so you wonder if the Grizzlies just like, all right, screw you. Bleep you. I'm going to make a deal with Masai Yajiri, who now feels the need to make moves after the Bucks and the 76ers did. But also, I, I, just, I, I just don't get both sides of it. If I was Mitch, I would have lightened the protection a little bit more than reported. And also, if I'm the Grizzlies, I probably would have taken it even at whatever protection Mitch offered at first. That's my take. Is that you, all right? You, that's great. You want my take. Um, should we get it I after would, Should we get after fine. the break? We, we can wait out after the break. Hey, well, People we are dying to hear the take right. from the person that did not pay attention <laughs> yeah. to NBA news for an entire week. Well, we, we've waited a week. We've waited a week. We can wait a little bit longer. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get Doug's take on the Marcus All not landing here with the Charlotte Hornets take. Check us all out on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Doug Branson LOH. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms. That's at Locked On Hornets. We'll be back, LOH, on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. And I'm, I have plenty of hurricane snacks. Went out and bought some Chex Mix. <laughs> yeah. Which What kind of Chex Mix? This savory. Matters. It was a savory Chex Mix. It's you're a, an, a lot you're, of cheese going on in that Chex oh, Mix. You're an expert on Chex Mix, correct? Right? Well, I, just I'm, trail mix. I'm very particular about my trail mix. I'm what not as particular, particular about, about my Chex, Chex Mix. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Miss I missed this. I yeah. missed it all. Oh, you gotta! I miss the music all the time. I get so happy anytime I hear the bumps, the new ones that you got. Did you have any trail mix on the plane? What were your plane snacks? Man, I really, 
there were some things that I was unprepared for on this trip. And you, listen, you don't know what you don't know about going to Europe. And and one of them were the long it's just flights. just expert analysis we've been missing. Well, you listen, don't know what you don't you know. You don't know what you don't know. Well, that's the uh, the Donald Rumsfeld. You know, you, you <laughs> don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you know you don't know. Anyway, mm. go look it up. It's a great quote. Um, but <laughs> I like the way you said it better. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I didn't know how arduous these long flights overseas were going to be. And I was not prepared. My snack game, I was just just severely underprepared for the amount of time that I would be without food. Uh, so that's tough. So if you do go on one of these plane rides, stock up. Make sure you give yourself plenty of time at the airport to get water and to get some plane snacks because you never know when they are going to bestow that on you. How long travel time for you? Uh, 10 hours, yeah, both, both ways. ways. Yeah, ten. Well, ten, and then uh, we were stuck in Munich because we flew into a blizzard. It was a whole thing. Mm. Anyway, that's boring. The people want to hear my take <laughs> on the, the Charlotte Hornets doing nada, zilch, nothing at the trade deadline. And guess what, people? I am totally one hundred percent okay with Mitch Kupchak trying to take advantage of someone else and trying to take advantage of the situation of the trade deadline. You know, teams get desperate around that time and around the draft, too. So we're going to see Mitch Kupchak pulling these same kinds of things around the draft and just waiting for a team to be desperate enough to do what the Charlotte Hornets did back in the 2016-17 season. Remember that, Walker, when they traded Spencer Hawes and Roy Hibbert, two reasonable contracts for Miles Plumley? Right. And so, in fact, I directly referenced that last week. While I would have preferred to part with the first-round pick to get off some money and get better and do the whole try-to-appease Kimba thing, even though I understand that maybe that's not the best way you do business, I would have liked to have seen Marcus All and Kimba Walker both back next season, and I would have been willing to move off of some contracts to do so. At the very least, you're sitting here today with your first-round selection for 2019. And I directly referenced that trade where this is not a Rich Cho, let's go after a Miles Plumley trade. Like, I'm... I understand it's not even close to that bad. And so I like the fact that if you didn't even make it, at least if you were in favor of Marcus All heading here, at least you do get to sit on a 2019 first. Yeah, listen, Kimball Walker is going to do what Kimball Walker wants to do. I think there are a, a lot of complicated factors that are going to go into his decision in this upcoming free agency. I, I think long term, you have to do what's best for the health of this franchise. And for too many years, we've had a front office that was willing to bend uh, to to appease uh, this, this need to win now. And, and I think the Hornets, while they are still floating around that 500 mark, have done enough to justify not making a move that is going to hurt you even for another year. The, the Hornets have just spent too long not having any flexibility in the cap. And you heard Kupchak say that over and over when he was introduced here in Charlotte. Like, he took a look at the books and was like, oh, man, <laughs> we've kind of made fun of the fact that he seemed a little surprised. It was awful. It well, was yeah. an awful—and the conference call didn't seem all that much better. Right, so he just seemed a little surprised at what the books looked like. But the, <laughs> but the thing is, like, they, they're terrible. And, and, and he's finally, you know, trying to do some things that are not going to continue— uh, to weight the Hornets down. And I, I'm just, I'm totally here for it because like I, like a lot of people are tired of mediocrity and I want Kimball Walker to stay as a Charlotte Hornet, but I don't think that that's really going to be the thing that keeps them 
from uh, either being great or being mediocre. I, I think it's really being able to have some flexibility in the cap. So I'm glad that well, they didn't do anything to damage that. And and so that's my point a little bit, though. So I think we both agree that Kimball Walker is probably coming back next season, even if they don't make a trade, right? I, I feel like that would be what you are forced to put your money on if you are forced to, right? Mm-hmm. Saying Kimball Walker is going to be back. Mm-hmm. And so if Kim is going to be back, then that means you are wanting to win and you want to get off of some money so you can try to do something. Well, you're not going to have enough money in this instance to probably re-sign Jeremy Lamb, or at least it's going to be very close, right? So I would expect them not to re-sign Jeremy Lamb. And if you do, then you're coming back with the same exact roster, barring a trade, in 2020, 2019, 2020. And so if you were to get Marcus All, one, you would have had a guy that had a player option, would have been, I think, a guy, a guy that's still good for 15 and 10. Oh, I'll, I'll take that guy on my basketball team. And also, they I don't know if you did. The problem is he takes, here's the thing, he takes that player option because this this franchise tends to woo players like that. And sure. I just think he would have taken the player option. Well, and, and I probably agree with you, So, but that's fine. Give me Kimba, give me Mark, because Mark is worth his contract, way more than Biz is worth his contract. And then so the next season after that, by the way, the contracts that are bad are more tradable. And then so now you have Gasol, now you have Kimba. They're a little bit, it's a little bit more of an attractive site for maybe, I don't know, whoever else you want to bring in. And then does trading for another Harrison Barnes type player who the Hornets were interested in, by the way, Doug. Here's another little nugget for you since you were in Italy. Whoa! The Hornets... Uh-huh. We're interested in Harrison oh. Barnes, oh. and they lost out on a bid. Wait, weren't they playing? Yes. The Mavericks? Yes, oh, my right. God. There you go. Yes. It was live during a game. <laughs> That's crazy. Live during a game, Harrison Barnes is traded from the Mavericks Bench to swap. the Sacramento Kings, but he was, and it was a, a deal where the Hornets, they couldn't outbid what the Kings gave, and it was Zach Randolph, and it was Justin Jackson, but anyways, so that's the team that I would have liked to have See, seen. See, that's the thing. I'm season. glad that, I'm glad that Kupchak stood up and said, hey, let's protect our young talent. Let's build from within. We're seeing sparks. Those sparks could turn into flames. This is what good franchises do. Maybe it works out for the Hornets. Maybe it doesn't, but they're doing things that traditionally we've seen good, stable, healthy franchises do. And it just seems like, what do we always complain about? Oh, the front office, they they bend to the will of Michael Jordan, that Michael Jordan makes all the decisions. And I think we're seeing, hey, they did not sacrifice. They wanted to take advantage of someone as opposed to being the, the team that takes Miles Plumley out of desperation and immediately regrets it. That's the thing. Whatever happens in the second half of the season, they're not going to immediately regret something. No, it is not a They're not going to wake up the next morning in bed and go, oh my God, what did I do? It's never. It's it's not a bad thing to continue to have a first-round selection. But, but people have a problem with not doing things. That's the sure. thing, Walker. People have a problem with the unknown. I was listening to a podcast. Conan O'Brien was interviewing... Stephen Colbert for his new podcast. And Colbert was talking about how he sent a packet, which is something you send like these late night shows, these comedy shows. It's basically an idea for a sketch. And then they hire you as a writer. And he sent this packet uh, to Conan, sent several packets to Conan. And Conan said no to them all. And this is Stephen Colbert before he's obviously the Stephen Colbert that we know today. And and Conan and, and Stephen were talking about how it's those opportunities that never come up. Conan had a chance to, or wanted to work with Letterman, never got a chance to to work with Letterman. It was rejected. But it's the opportunities that that don't come that you end up looking back later and going, oh man, because that didn't happen, because we didn't get Marcus or because we didn't bury this money here, 
that like chain reactions work both ways because we've seen the bad chain reaction where you you flip Lance, you 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 sign Lance Stevenson, that doesn't work out. You try to get out of that debacle, you get yourself into another debacle. Suddenly, you've got Miles Plumley, and it's just and then Dwight Howard, my God, like you know, it's debacle. And that ends after up in deba- seconds, right? That, that's it. That ends but up in second round. It pick. works the other way too, though, yeah. because you didn't do something, then other opportunities present themselves, maybe even as soon as the draft. So I'm just saying, it, we 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 have a problem with the unknown, but but maybe you know. Maybe the unknown's better than the known. No, I again that I, I'm with you. I, I'm not. It's something I would have done if I was the general manager of the team or of the Charlotte Hornets. I would have absolutely made that deal. I would have probably lightened the protection. You know, regarding I nobody knows the exact details that were being discussed between them to the to the exact point. But I probably would have lightened it. I would have made it. But at the end of the day, I don't think this is a move that is completely awful for the Charlotte Hornets. And it, Mitch Kupchak is a guy I do think is a good general manager. It is somebody that I still believe in. And to your point, I, it does make me feel better that he refuses to be taken advantage of. It does make me feel better that it's a guy that said, no, I'm I'm not going to take on Marcus All for what you want, and I'm going to stick to my guns. I do like that fact. I do like that trait of what Mitch Kupchak showed at the trade deadline. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We've got the Indiana Pacers tonight. It'll be a big one up at Bankers Life Stadium, but are they going to be able to dodge a disease up there? Next, LOH, Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Did we like the Marco Bellinelli experiment here no. in Charlotte? Or are we glad that he's kind of gone? I, I, I'm one of those that's kind of glad he's gone. I, one of the, I, one of the only players that has blocked Locked On Hornets on Twitter. Did he block us? <laughs> yeah. He blocked us. For something you guys Did we come at him for something? Or? So I may have said, and I didn't at him or anything like that, but I may have said that his defense on LeBron James at one point resembled that of a potted plant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The newest addition to the Hornets and Shelvin Mack has provided us with the easiest calorie spike name of all time in Shelvin Big Mac, and boy, does he fit the bill. Just looking at him. Mac little, and cheese. A little heavy. <laughs> Shelvin Mack and cheese. A little heavy, our third string point guard is these days. It's never been a problem for him, though. He's one of these rare you know, professional athletes that is just able to operate big. You like, know, he just does. He's able to do the job that you know lean people do. <laughs> and 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 eat you know what he wants to eat and and to me that's impressive we don't you know we look at and look look at a guy like Zion look at look at what he's doing I mean these you know these block highlights are incredible and he's doing it with a little pudge and I you know for me I mean it's it's just remarkable and and I salute him because I got the pudge if we would have gotten Marcus All and Shelvin Mack would we have had the most accumulated Ooh. weight at the trade deadline like we would would we have netted the most pounds at the deadline I feel like that would have happened Charlotte Gordonitz yeah. Yeah, I'll, I don't yeah. know. It was you know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm trying to work my way back. In here, <laughs> right, no, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I, you know, I'm supportive. I'll, I'll take it a little bit. Here's my thing with the Mac deal. I think it's you know, it's low risk. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think you should be too concerned about what it does to Devonte Graham. They, uh, the franchise obviously loves this guy, but the fact is, the Hornets were what one and eight without Tony Parker. I mean, like this is it was clearly an issue, and if they are concerned about Tony Parker, then this was the right move to make. Hopefully a change of scenery uh, situation for him uh, for Shelvin Mack because you know I was looking around at the 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 Grizzlies blogosphere 
it seems like everybody was sort of glad that he was gone because J.B. Bickerstaff, the coach there, was really, really liked playing Mac. Mac started the season well, then his performance fell off pretty dramatically. So just hopefully he comes in here, gets a little opportunity, and uh, can can get back to his um, uh, the form that he had early in the season. I'm hoping Devontae Graham still gets enough minutes, doesn't sit on the sideline enough to become Devontae Graham Crackers. Uh, all right. That's what I'm hoping. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. That's my analysis. No, that's it's fine. No, I think, listen, the, the Devontae Graham story was one that was – it was always going to be multiple seasons long. So just everyone, just be patient. Here's the thing. For a franchise that has really uh, neglected the point guard, the backup point guard position for so long, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing in talent at the point <laughs> Bring guard Bring in position. Brian Roberts again. Give me Beyonce no Weber. Give way. me Brian Roberts. No I want all the point way. guards. Uh, Shelvin Mack, really, I just wanted an excuse to say Devontae Graham Cracker. Really, I'm fine with this move. Look how many times Tony Parker has to sit out. It's an older player. You know, not even just the That's injury, the which I've seen a lot of people discuss that maybe this means that the Tony Parker injury is a little bit more serious. You saw Rick Bennell kind of refute that. He asked the Charlotte Hornets about that very same thing. They refuted that. No, this is not anything where we are extremely worried about Tony Parker's back spasms, whether it's going to hold him out a, long, a lot longer. I believe as of now, 2.30, that he is still questionable to come back to the Indiana Pacers tonight. But not even just the injury. You have an instance, because you have an older player, he sits out a long time a lot of times, just for sheer rest, Shelvin Mack can help in that regard. But they've needed a lot of Tony Parker to get them to where yes. they are now, which is just below 500. <laughs> yes. So ah, that's the thing. So that's what they're looking at. Oh, the reliability has been huge on Tony Parker. It, you can't refute it. It's, right, but but the thing is, I don't think that it, they don't have to be concerned about this particular injury to be concerned about what's coming up in the latter, because it doesn't, for these older players, it, it never tends to get better. In four games, it gets real for the Hornets. So you've got four games now that all of them are winnable. You've got Indiana. I think you've got the Nets. The, the Nets you've got the Orlando Magic. So you've got some teams that you're going to be playing in the next four games that are absolutely winnable games. Then at the end of the month, I believe February 25th, you're going up against the Golden State Warriors. And then you're going up against the Houston Rockets. And then in a month's time, you're going up against some real contenders for the NBA championship conference finals in each conference. So it's going to get rough after these four games, and you're going to have to find a way to tread water enough to where you're in the top eight seeds in the East. And listen, this uh, this Indiana Pacers team now has a 16th man on the roster, or should I say a 16th creature on the roster. They got a bat loose in the field house. <laughs> And giving people rabies. Like I looked, I was trying to look up some information to break this game down, some matchups, you know, what's going on with this team? How are they dealing with the loss of Oladipo? Blah, blah, blah. And all I see is bad. <laughs> There's a bat in the house. That's all we care about. Where's Ginobili when you need him? Michael Scott needs to run a 5K just to raise where really just raise the awareness. For Forget rabies. putting the ball in the net. We need a net. We need a giant net. Let's catch this bat. Giving people rabies. How come this has happened so frequently? And we've seen this a few times now in the last decade of NBA basketball. Ginobili had to get rabies shots because he smacked the bat down and the Spurs home arena. I think we saw it again. We saw the mascot. I think it was just this year. Another bat got in to its AT&T Center where it's the Coyote mascot, which I don't 
I don't get the coyote being the mascot, but whatever. He's trying to catch the bat in a Batman costume, I believe, just this season. And so now we have one in Indianapolis actually giving people rabies. It's a problem. The NBA has a real problem on their hands, and Adam Silver needs to address it. I think, to me, Chetty Osman is the player that looks like if he bit you would give you rabies. <laughs> We're just... I was trying to think of like what player if that if that player I thought you were going more Dracula or more vampire there. So wait, wait, no, you're right. So I've got my I've got my metaphors mixed up here. So Chetty Osman would be more likely to bite you and turn you into a vampire. But I think who's the crazy guy that plays for the Bulls? He's he got crazy eyes. He beat up uh, Nikola Mirotic. Robin Lopez. No, 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 Bob, he, no Bob, Bobby, Bobby Portis. Portis. He's a wizard now. What? <laughs> what? Bobby Portis is a wizard now. He'll give you rabies. In exchange for Otto Porter. Unbelievable. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Hornets here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Lockdown Hornets. We got the Indiana Pacers tonight. We'll be back with a recap tomorrow.